Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. There are things to do during a traffic stop and things not to do. And since we're talking about this unidentified man from McLennan, McLennan County, Texas, you can probably guess which side of the coin he was stamped on. Game wardens in the county pulled over the man earlier this month after observing he was swerving and crossing over into the left lane as he drove down a county road. And soon, they were attempting to identify him and then conduct field sobriety tests. When asked to hand over his license and registration, he needed a free hand apparently to get those. So he handed the game warden his open can of beer. <laughs> Hold this. <laughs> Needless to say, he failed the field sobriety test as well. Remember, always finish your beer before handing the can to police. It's almost like machetes, Cliff. <laughs> You're right. I've never heard a good story that ended with, here, hold my beer. Hold my beer, yeah. It never works out that way. <laughs> it's pretty brave, don't you think, Cliff? <laughs> totally. Most people are trying to hide that. You know, they're stuffing yeah, it in a seed or yeah. throwing yeah, a console. He just handed it to the cop. Yeah, here you go. Try this one. Cliff, I got to thinking yesterday, and this has started yeah. really um, uh -oh. penetrating my brain. It's penetrating your brain. I can't hardly... Um, I can't hardly stop thinking about it, and it all started from a text conversation when one of our listeners uh, texted in and sent pictures in of their um, hybrid Jeep. Yeah, I saw that. It's pretty it's impressive. Pretty cool. It is yeah. pretty cool. And then that yeah. got me going to the next step that eventually, I guess, yeah. we're going to have vehicles that can drive themselves, and they'll get it perfected to where it'll work and it'll be nice. Mm -hmm. um, that got me to thinking, Cliff. Yeah. Let's say that that day comes, and I know this is kind of out there, but that day gets here, and, and my aunt, who lives away, would purchase one of these self-driving cars and programs her car to come to Owensville to visit me. <laughs> and yeah. something, let's just say, tragic happens on the uh, way to my house. But yeah. the car doesn't know that something has tragically happened to my aunt in the car. <laughs> and she arrives... On time in my driveway, and I yeah. go out to greet her and open the door, and there she is, Cliff. <laughs> that's <laughs> no. Have you ever thought of that, Cliff? I mean, that's no. gonna be freaky. I, I I can't say that I have thought of that. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know it's gonna happen. Well, yeah, to somebody I mean, somewhere. Yeah, that would be a. I don't know what you do in that case, Cliff. I mean, when you open the door and there they kind of are. It's, <laughs> they're. they're there they are. <laughs> what do you, who, who do you call in that case, Cliff? Is it time for the police or the what? I, 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 I'm going to go with police. I have a malfunctioning brain. There's something going on there, Cliff. There's, there's something about you that's just not quite right. There's something weird there, yeah. yeah. Weed from the ancient pharaohs to the kings of France, the upper crust has long enjoyed this medical procedure, claiming it leads to long life and good health. It's been used to cure a wide range of physical ailments over the centuries, from headaches to allergies, asthma to childbirth pain, all supposed to be helped by not an apple a day to keep the doctor away, but a good enema. This particular form of therapy reached art form in pre-revolutionary France, where more people probably had daily enema treatments than actually brushed their teeth. That is, until the revolution made the king 
public enema number one. But the first mention of an enema as medical treatment appears in an Egyptian medical document dating back to 1600 B.C. In fact, what's known as the Smith Papyrus describes enemas in great detail. So apparently there was a morning roadshow department of just a diaper breakfast to write down this stuff even more than 3,000 years ago. There was, of course, no flexible tubing back then, so practitioners of the enema arts turned to hollowed-out animal bones to get the liquid where it needed to go. And if gravity didn't do the trick, well, then there was someone to blow on the other end of the tubid. Such a person under the employ of the Egyptian royal family was known as the guardian of the anus. You're making this up. No, I'm totally not you making You are it making the, all of that no, up. No, no. All you got to do is Google and you will find actual, respectable, medical publications discussing these facts. No one but you would Google that, Cliff. No one but you. <laughs> I was doing a little research yesterday afternoon, Cliff, for this program today. And even wait, wait, though you, it, you were actually preparing? Well, even though it doesn't seem like it, I was doing oh, a little okay. bit of preparation. The uh, story popped up, the best and worst things to eat on a first date. Now, the best thing okay. to eat, Cliff, yeah. number one by far, was pizza. Okay. So it seems like That's some cool. yucky, lucky lady could be in for a night of dining at Chuck E. Cheese. I'm kind of excited <laughs> about wait, that. Wait, I haven't no, been there in a while, wait, but I'm kind no, of excited. No, wait, I still wait, hope wait, they no, have these no, singing no, animals. No, 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 no. Hold on. No, no. Yeah, they do have those. Yes. These singing animatronics. And the little games to play with the, and the little Yeah, yeah. But that's a pizza place for kids and their parents. I'm a kid at heart, Cliff. I think Chuck E. Cheese is that, and it's cheap. So I'm going there. <laughs> well, you know, there are other places you can go to play games as if you were a kid at heart that are more adult-oriented. Really? Yeah. More so than Chuck E. Cheese. More so than Chuck E. Cheese, and perhaps that might be the place to take a date. No wonder you can't find one. <laughs> so you're saying Chuck E. Cheese is like a... E. Um, For date night, it's out. That's like an eyebrow-raising... Uh, yeah, that that that's a sign that there'll be no second date. Okay. Well, you'd like about, to have a second date, would you not? Well, I don't know. It's, how many <laughs> times have you had a second I was date? Say, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking. It would be, be a new concept for you now, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> well, I had to go there, Cliff. I had to go there after I said I wasn't going to Google anything today. <laughs> and the reason I went there was yeah, the best thing for a first date to eat pizza. Yeah. And they also had the list of the very worst thing you could possibly was, eat on a first date. I was going to say, we, we talked about pizza being the best thing, but we never really brought up the worst thing. And when I saw it, I thought, well, I don't know why that would be the worst thing, because I personally would never eat them. But some people love these. What oysters. What? Oysters. Oy oysters? Yes. The worst thing you can eat on a first date. <laughs> what? Why is it the worst thing? You know, I thought maybe it had something to do with it caused your breath to just, you know, stink or smell like, you know, what I think oysters look like. <laughs> but I think, Cliff, it yeah. has to do with the fact, and I didn't know this, yeah. that when you eat raw oysters, yeah. they're alive when you eat them. I had no clue of that. Did you, you didn't know that? I didn't know they were How do you know if an oyster is alive or not? I mean, you open up the shell and it's in there breathing, or how do you know that? I mean, Cliff? I, I guess if it's, if it, I mean, I don't eat oysters, so I can't say. Although I have been around where oysters were eaten, and it, I mean, it's just, yeah, it, 
It just doesn't appeal to me. But my guess is if you open an oyster and it's not rotting, it's alive. <laughs> I don't know if I could eat something alive. Yeah. I mean, maybe chocolate, but it's, it's good and dead, so I'm not worried about that. Did no, you... see, I don't think that's it either. Well, what do you think it is? Well, there's a... I don't know if it's an old wives' tale or if it's actually true or not. I don't know, but it's believed that oysters are um, something called an aphrodisiac. Do you know what that is? Something else I got to Google now. Yeah, Thanks. Got, it's, a, it's, <laughs> it's, it's food that stimulates... Well, makes you want to have fun, shall we say, with the opposite sex, shall we say. Do, do you, are you getting an idea now? No, I'm still not eating them. <laughs> I got a picture of them on my computer screen here. Yeah. There is nothing attractive about that right there. No, no I told, and you know what's, here's the weird thing. People eat oysters on a, on a saltine and with ketchup <laughs> or hot sauce. <laughs> you hear all the time, Cliff, that you can find anything on the internet, anything at all. You're absolutely right. I've heard you say many times, Google is your friend. <laughs> yes. But Google has not been my friend this morning. Oh, no. What What else have you been Googling? I've been trying to find for some reason. Yeah. It just popped into my head. Yeah. I think because of the Evansville Zoo. The chances of being killed by a penguin. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out what the chances are. The I chances can't find be, it. You, you couldn't find it. I could not find the chances of being killed by a penguin. I'm assuming, Cliff, the chances of that happening are very low, but never actually going to be zero, because there is a chance you could get penguin killed at some <laughs> point in time. Especially, you just think about it. Picture this in your head, yeah. Cliff. Yeah. A penguin. I don't know my breeds of penguin, but a good size one, like a thigh high, <laughs> thigh high, <laughs> thigh high one penguin. Okay. That has knives taped to its flippers. That thing would be scary. Oh, especially yeah, if it's got a knife, because basically those flippers or winglets just kind of just flop as they move around. Yeah. So maybe, Cliff, when you get down with the news at 8, could you see yeah. if you could find the chances of being killed by a penguin? Because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's got to be really low. I, I, I guess probably it depends. I mean, I'll look it up. But my guess is probably it depends or not whether your name is Batman. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we Perhaps this story will signal the start of a new contest, one to determine the morning roadshow stupidest guy in America. Because while we frequently find new phrases that you should never say to a police officer, 42-year-old Odell Smith of Colleen, Texas, found a situation when you should just not talk to police at all. Reports say Smith walked into the police department's North Annex station Monday with a woman and told the desk sergeant that he wanted to file a report on the woman but never got to tell police details because the officer soon spotted a bulging bag hanging out from under his shorts, a plastic bag containing what appeared to be marijuana. During the resulting questioning, the officers noted next that he was wearing an ankle monitor and Smith admitted that he was under house arrest on drug charges. Investigators eventually spotted a total of four bags containing illegal drugs and over $7,500 in cash. So let's recap. A good time, never talk to, a good time to never talk to police. 
when you're supposed to be on house arrest, but are standing in the police station loaded up to not only sell drugs, but also to make change. <laughs> I haven't been to one of these, Cliff, in, I'm guessing, a year and a half. <laughs> What's that? And I'm ready to do some damage. And I'm talking about a buffet. Now I've a always buffet? Been a, yes. Okay. I haven't been to one in that long a period of time. I've always been a little leery of the, uh, you know, everybody touching the handle thing at a buffet. I've always been a little <laughs> bit leery of that. <laughs> But okay. uh, I haven't been in so long. Yeah. And what I like to do is is not eat for like, I don't know. You know, I only eat once a day. And so like the yeah. day before I go, by one time I eat a day, I don't eat very much that day. <laughs> and so when the next day gets there, boy, I come in and do some damage. I'm thinking, Cliff, as yeah. long as it's been since I've been, my food tray needs to be reinforced with a... Mack truck axle, I think, so I can get this thing around. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Sure. Hi, who's this? Hannah. Hannah? Yeah. What's your last name, Hannah? Hargis. And where are you from? Um, Richland. Richland? Yeah. All right. Well, Hannah, good to have you on the air this morning with us. Yeah, good to be here. Well, thank you. Which one would you like to play, Law or Not or the Group Game? Uh, let's go for the group game. The group game. All right. This will probably be a little bit easier, Hannah. Good, good luck to you, okay? Fingers crossed. Thank Fingers you. crossed. You could have all kinds of packages over here. I know the Holiday World and Beach Bend's in there, so good luck. Ooh. A group of these is called a pod. Is it whales or salamanders? <laughs> whales. Whales. There's one for Hannah. The second one. A group of these is called a parliament. Are we talking about peacocks or owls? Um, peacocks? No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Anna. It was oh, no. owls. <laughs> oh, no. I know. Well, thank you for trying, though, Hannah. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Have a good one. You too. All right, Cliff. Let's go to the phone line. Here we are. Okay. Hi, who's this? Stephen Blocker. All right, Stephen, where are you from? Vincent. All right, Stephen, which game would you like to play, law or not, or just one question from a scary movie, a little trivia? We'll do the trivia. You'll do the trivia. trivia. Ooh, are you pretty good at scary movies? Nah, not really, but we'll see. All right, well, do you want help from the brain, Cliff Ingram, or you want to do it on your own, Stephen? It's up to you. Uh, he can help, sure. He can help you. All right, well, here it is. In the movie The Exorcist, Stephen... Are you familiar with that movie? A little bit. Okay. A little bit. Linda Blair was the main character in there. What was her name in the movie? Hmm. Now, if you don't know or you're not sure, you can team up with Cliff and see if he can help you. He may not know either. Uh, let's team up. Okay. Well, Cliff, do you know this or not? Well, I mean, the... the the movie The Exorcist was released in like I don't seventy three. I mean, it's an old movie now. Yes. <laughs> so you got to be to really of a certain age to have watched it and understood what was going on, because it was one of those movies that scared the living daylights out of people at the time. In, f in fact, this character that Linda Blair played, she was young. I mean, Linda Blair was fourteen when she filmed this, and a lot of people around the country thought. She had a mental breakdown over the character. 
it was that it had that big of an effect on her, but I don't believe she did. But in the movie, the young girl who got possessed by the devil and whose head spun all the way around, her name was Reagan or Regan. Reagan, yeah. Okay. He took so long you came up with it, didn't you, Stephen? No, I, I, I had a I had a feeling, but I wasn't hundred percent. I had a sure. feeling and the feeling's name was Google. Uh well. You didn't do that to us, did you, Stephen? No. Sure. Oh, okay. no, way. no, yeah. Okay. Well, congratulations. You've won the prize package, Stephen. You drop by our studio and pick it up. Thanks for stretching right. that up a mile and a half, Cliff. <laughs> Thank Bye, you. Bye bye. <laughs> Well, I was just giving you background. I don't need I mean, background. I just need a name. I just want to throw a name out there. It's all I need there. It's time now for Take It to the Bank. Okay. This one here is going to have to have a ta-da at the end of it, I'm afraid, Uh-oh. Cliff. Yes. Uh-oh. Okay. Because every single person listening right now, yeah. and every single person not listening right now, which is <laughs> a huge number, Ba- yeah, it's one out far outweighs the other. Yes. <laughs> Every single person yeah. on their face right now has mm-hmm. face mites living on your face. These are microscopic. Yeah. And they're currently swimming around in the oil in the pores of your face. And they're even reproducing, as I speak, <laughs> on your face. See, that wasn't near as bad, Cliff. <laughs> no. That wasn't near as bad. <laughs> Cliff, was there anything said today? Morning Roadshow Phrases of the Day, start with number three. You don't have to use Cliff. <laughs> but I am available, and today it paid off. It did pay off. Number two. Public enema number one. <laughs> You know, I could have used guardian of the anus there, but I went with public enemy. I know you did. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the number one morning roadshow phrase for today, always finish your beer before handing the can to police. No, don't do that. That's stupid. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that in the first place. No, <laughs> but always do. I think we may have to start calling you Stretch after what you did on the prize giveaway, Cliff. Stretch? Stretch. <laughs> I I was just exercising my option as, you know, the, the brain. brain. Okay. All right. To give the Have you ever watched any of those shows? I mean, they stretch that out forever. I understand. Well, they, t- they talk the answer out and that's basically what happened. All right. So well, call let's... me stretch if you want, but I'm going to keep squeezing it. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the contact us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.